Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. I am here, as always, with my good friend, Jeremiah Stringer. Bro, that beard is coming in beautifully right now. Thank you very much. My wife still is not a huge fan, but I do use uh, plenty of beard products to keep it nice and soft. Well, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. It is looking good, though, man. It's really looking good. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I was giving you a lot of crap earlier this year, man. (laughs) I was giving you a lot of crap because it was looking pretty non-existent. Well, I think that every man, if you have hair, I think that every man should change their haircut at least, at the very least, once a year. Ah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you have an opinion. That's good. Um. Uh, <laughs> beard too. It doesn't hurt. Hey, it doesn't check this hurt. out, dude. We got some. We got some guys in here tonight. Look at this. Jeff Peters just posted. I've watched a few other backpacking podcasts. This one is my number one. We got Trey Summers in here. We've got Up Trail. What's up, Bob? He's in here. Uh, Everyday backpacker. Love the podcast. We love you being on here. Uh, we got what's good, beautiful people. Tree Riot. Devin's on tonight. What's up, Devin? How are you, man? Let's see who else is in here that hasn't. Uh, greetings from Brooklyn. Oh, nice. What up, Jeff? Brooklyn. That's awesome. And uh, we got Jim in here. Lost the game with Jim. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we, we got a great show lined up tonight, but I have to tell you something, man. Like, oh, check us out. Someone from, oh, Newfoundland, Newfoundland. How do you pronounce that? Newfoundland, Canada? Is that right? Is I don't know. How- I don't speak Canadian, so I'm I'm not sure, honestly. <laughs> you barely speak English. Barely. American English, I should say. Yeah, Appalachian English. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh we got Jay Boogie in here. Sweet. So uh greetings from Montana. Paul from north northern Wisconsin. Man, they're coming from all over the place now. That's awesome. So um I've been complaining for a while about my trail runners, right? Oh, yes. You've yeah. heard me whine about these things for forever. Yeah, is it the Saucony Mad Rivers? Yeah, they just, they're just not so good. Like, not the new version anyways. Well, um, But they're like a 100 and something dollars. Like, trail owners are not cheap. So it's like, you don't want to just not use them. You kind of want to use them. But at the same time, I was just getting annoyed with them. Yeah. I finally bought some new trail runners. Oh, what'd you get? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, oh, you're going to save it? I'm doing a video this week. And we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about. I'm talking about trail runners in general, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about the new ones I got. I really like them, man. Uh, let's just say there were a lot of comments in the last video I put out, uh-huh. where people were just like saying, "You've got to try these. You've got to try these. You've got to try these." And I did, and they were right. So there were a lot of comments, and I, I decided to go with them. So that's pretty cool. Look at this, man. North Dakota's here, Southern Indiana, dude. This is great. I tried the Danners, Devin, but they were too skinny for my fat feet. Like, they're not made for Hobbit feet. 
They're just not. They're not made for hobbit feet. They're made for people with like trim feet. So I tried the Olympus fours. I don't like zero drop. So okay. Let's stop talking about us. Here's what's going on. Oh man, we got people from Michigan, New Hampshire, all over the place, man. This is awesome. They're in here for one reason tonight. I know. For our very special guest. Yes, for our very special guest tonight. Uh we got another fellow Kentuckian in here with us too. That's awesome. Uh Tonight we've got a young man who is doing something not only to be part of the outdoors, but to help others get into the outdoors and to use the outdoors as a way to uh, help people out. And I can't think of anything cooler than that. So, Jeremiah, you guys are buddies. Why don't you do the introductions tonight? Yes, as John said, very special nonprofit. I'm excited to talk to Jonathan about later on the show tonight. Uh, affecting lives, actually, actually doing something that matters. Everybody, please welcome Mr. Jonathan Slider. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, hey, fellas. Uh, first of all, um, you said young man. Uh, I appreciate that. I will receive that. I'm I'm 39. I'm gonna be 40 in October. So, bro, I'm pushing. 50, thank you. So, I'm pushing 50, so I can say it. Uh, you can, you can. So you know, you like I, respect. I, I, I'm trying to give you some, you know, I'm trying to go there. You know what I mean? I'm trying to go. Yeah, there. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you me having me on here. I'm, uh, I'm stoked, stoked to be able to talk with you guys. Yeah, man, t- tonight's gonna be fun, and and something that we do on this show that'll be happening in the background while you're talking, and we'll be scrolling along the bottom of the screen will be something we like to call the fake news. So we're gonna get that going right now. The ticker is going. And let's get into talking with you a little bit about what it is you do. And I know Jeremiah's got all the questions because he's been excited about this episode for a while. So I'm yeah. going to let Jeremiah kind of lead off here. Okay. The first thing I want to know, I want to give everybody a little context here. So Jonathan, I met him on a trip and poor, John, poor Jonathan, <laughs> he shows up. And I think he's the only guy there not sticking a camera in people's face and, you know, yelling. (laughs) (laughs) So we went, uh, we went to land between the lakes and a huge shout out to Lance outland. He uh, actually introduced us. If you haven't checked out his YouTube channel outland, uh, he has a great backpacking channel, but uh, he introduced us to Jonathan and, Jonathan gets out of the vehicle and the first people he sees is like me and Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. Restless outdoors. He he was right there with him. What was going through your mind whenever uh met everybody at that whole group? Well, thankfully I let my wife know where I was gonna be. Uh but I I I, I jump out and I, I see I see Jeremiah and I see Jason and they're making some cinnamon rolls. And they look at me like, who's this guy? I mean, who is this guy? I have my little, little schmeg schmog thing that I wear around my neck. And Jeremiah makes a comment. I say, hey, let me, let me check that out real quick. And I, I'll extend it to him out of kindness. Cause I'm, you know, I'm like new kid on the block, new kid in school, trying to figure out where I belong. And, and Jason, he's so friendly, so bubbly, such a nice guy. And he just welcomes me in Hunter, Hunter hikes. He was there. And, uh, and it, just, it was just a great experience. But no, I, I've, had, I've been in so many different situations in my life um, over the last 20 plus years that 
um, I was just kind of on observation mode, ready to jump in. So no, it was blast. It was great. And the trip that proceeded was, yeah, it was a pretty good trip. Yeah, I took another trip uh, myself, Hunter, as you mentioned earlier, and um, you, Jonathan, and we had a lot of fun. We were doing a section hike at the Shell Toey, which John has actually through hiked. For those that listen to the podcast, you you probably heard us talk quite a bit about it before. I can't remember. Oh yeah, I remember where we started at. So John, you know, um, you know where the Shell Toey crosses Highway eighty. Is that right by that gas station that has some really good food? Uh, no, that gas station is a little bit after it. So it's right before you get to that gas station. So you cross the main highway. You come out of one section up the hill. You cross the highway. You got to walk over a little bit and then uh, start the other way northbound. But I remember <laughs> we pulled up. and so, so Hunter drive in, right? So Hunter's driving in from North Carolina. And then Jonathan is an Ohio guy. So they drive in and we park. Jonathan, we, he's not from I Ohio, think, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> I think that Hunter maybe rode with me or something. We left his car, but we pulled the cars up just on the side of the road next to this guardrail. And Jonathan was like, are you sure this is going to be okay? Never in my life, never in my life I've ever lived, left my car on the side of a highway to go hiking. That's, <laughs> that's, that's like, 90% of the Sheltoe Trace. Well, now I know, and I've yeah. kind of been broken into it. And needless to say, that section of the Sheltoe, I think he was just looking for anyone who would go with him because yeah. there was a good – I was a lot of road hiking, a lot oh, of road hiking. I know what you're talking about now. I know yeah. what you're talking about now. Like when you and, said the road walking, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm with you. And there was a right, Jonathan. I mean, there was a, like a lot of logged out area in that space too. Yeah, yeah, they were just clearing it out. I think putting in a lot of development and stuff, and that was kind of the sad part. But other than that, I mean, 16 miles with some two with two cool guys. I mean, it, it was a good it was a good time. It was a really good time. We had a lot of fun. So you got this banner behind you. It says uh, Trail Blazing Hope. Would you mind telling us a little bit about uh, Trailblazing Hope Outdoors? Yeah, so it Trailblazing Hope Outdoors uh, manifested out of kind of a life journey that I've been on. Um, I was in the military for eight years, and then I transitioned from the military into ministry. I was working as a pastor uh, in Virginia for about three years, and then uh Things kind of moved and, and happened where we transitioned my whole family here to Ohio, where I'm at. And I went on staff at a church. Didn't anticipate doing that. But through kind of all of that process, there's always been this kind of like trailblazing mentality, going ahead, whether it's uh, pioneering a new program or taking a leap uh, to, to trust in uh, what the direction we're supposed to be doing. So there's always this element of trailblazing. You know, you're always going ahead. You look behind, you see if someone's following you or not. And most likely, we, most definitely we had people following us. Uh, I worked with young people uh, from high school uh, over the last 20 years. And so I've had that um, desire to help young people discover who they are, uh, develop leadership abilities, team teamwork, critical thinking, and really just self-identity. And I started backpacking in 2013. So after I moved back to Ohio, started backpacking, fell in love with it. Um, absolutely uh, just feel 
viewers that are, if not all of your viewers that are watching or listening, you know, they understand that. They, they, that's why they keep doing it. That's why they keep putting their boots on the next trip, even though they got horrible shin splints or plantar fasciitis or blisters or whatever it is. Uh, they keep going out because there's something about it that's healing, that's rewarding. Uh, and so I just started backpacking all the time. I got addicted to it. I was planning two to three trips a year. And uh, I transitioned out of ministry to pursue my uh, higher education. I got a master's in uh, sports management, focus of outdoor adventure sport. But I knew that I needed and I had to work with young people and provide them this opportunity to experience the outdoors. And so Trailblazing Hope Outdoors came out of us, uh, a couple of buddies and I, we were hiking Mount Rogers in um, Virginia, where Grayson Highlands is there, the ponies. And we we're walking up Mount Rogers Trail to Thomas Knob Shelter at the back end of the hurricane that happened a couple years ago. I think it was Michael or Matthew. Literally, the trail is just a waterfall and we're ankle deep. And I'm thinking to myself, why are you doing this? But everything about me was like, because this is what it's about. It's about pushing through adversity. It's about uh, enjoying the highs and the lows and putting them all together. And trailblazing hope outdoors came from that. And then this identity of wanting to get young people outdoors. And so we started our nonprofit. Uh, we incorporated in 2019, got our tax exempt in 2020, programmed in October of 2020. Since then, we've programmed for over 200 students here in our area, in our community, from uh, upper middle class to low income. And it's something that I've just been so rewarded by. We provide them education and recreation opportunities, kayaking, uh, orienteering, rock climbing, uh, just so many different things, mountain biking, and then we teach them so many basics of the outdoors. And so that's pretty much who we are and what we're doing. That's incredible, so. man. I want to say real quick, thank you to Andy Ackerman for the super chat. That is so cool, man. Really appreciate that. And I think somebody made the comment, but dude, you got a killer beard. Thank you so much. That's awesome, man. Appreciate it. So, so can you kind of explain like, like, what is it exactly you guys do with uh, with Trailblazing Hope? Who is it? It seems like it's definitely reaching out to youth. That, mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. What kind of what kind of like tangible things are you guys doing when you get kids outdoors? Perfect question. Yeah, so we just started our new programming calendar year in August. We partnered with a local university, a Wright State University, and they have a challenge course. The challenge course consists of a low ropes course and then a 51 foot climbing wall. And uh, on the other side of it is a rappelling wall. And so we just reached out to the kids that are part of our programming to the local schools that we are, we've been able to grow relationships with. And we said, hey, we're taking kids outdoors. It's free. We want them to have these opportunities. And so tangibly, they get to put a helmet on, they get to climb a wall or they get to rappel down the wall. Uh, this coming October, we're taking a mountain biking with the local Metro parks. We have a mountain bike course uh, out uh, park here. And some kids are going to be riding a bike for the first time or riding a mountain bike for the first time. Uh, that's the recreation side. There's a lot more elements to the recreation side that we might get to tonight. But from the education, it's teaching them what a tent is, what a hammock is, how to hang a hammock, uh, how to build a campfire. We, this past week, we had our campfire building module where these, these, these kids are amazing. They built a teepee, a log cabin, and a pyramid. And they got to use those skills to have a fire making challenge. Any survivor fans out there know what it's like to have a fire making challenge. Well, these kids got to have a fire making challenge and, and it's all, it's all team based. There's points based, it's competition, but it's also life skills. It's also critical thinking, team building leadership. And so we're doing that. Uh, we're going to be going to moving into backcountry backpacking in, in November. 
We're doing land navigation, first aid, connectedness and mindfulness in January. And then we're doing conservation, partnering with local conservation organizations, uh, metro parks, doing guided hikes, doing river cleanups, doing trail cleanups. And, and so there's a give and take. We Our three primary objectives are recreation, education, and conservation. And we want to make sure that, hey, you are educated, you can have fun, but let's take care of these elements and these places of what we're learning about. And, and that's that's really the core of it. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. I wanted to say something real quick. Um, first, to Andy, who uh, did the Super long time list caller or something who are andy john i assume you don't watch uh, kentucky sports radio so you have no idea what that means but that's okay you're an ohio state fan second thing i was gonna yeah, say yeah i like winners last time i checked kentucky's four and oh i don't know i don't know are they really i don't know what ohio state's record is but oh uh, wow so so like they're playing a lot of ranked teams right now we're ranked. We're ranked. No, I didn't ask if you were ranked. I said, are you playing ranked teams? Yeah, we play number 11, Florida, next week. Well, you'll so we'll see them. what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Another thing I was going to say. I really love is, the number three team, man. I'm just saying. Just throwing it out there. Just saying. It's okay, man. <laughs> I, I was also going to say, uh, Everyday Backpacker like nails it here. Yeah. They 100%. say almost critical to get kids into the outdoors and loving it these days. And I know Jonathan, um, you know, you have recently been doing some substitute teaching. We talked a little bit about that before, um, we started the podcast tonight and I am a teacher full time and you can see in a short period of time, like there, there's so much technology that the kids are, I think they're addicted to. And like yeah. had the pandemic and all that. And I think it made it even, even worse. Sometimes it's I'll ask right here. It, yeah. The cell phone. I yeah. don't want to complain about it too much, but like, I'll ask them like, what's your screen time say on your iPhone? And it'd be like 11, 13 hours a day. And I'm like, I don't even know how, how you look at your phone that much. But, uh, I think that it's, it's borderline addiction sometimes. And if you can get kids, sometimes away not that technology is bad but sometimes away from that and actually plugged in to nature and their like the things in their immediate surroundings and see some beauty besides just seeing it on a screen i mean that's really powerful wouldn't you agree jonathan oh yeah 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 a pre-pandemic cdc released a report it was january of uh, 2020 so right before everything kind of went crazy uh average eight to ten hours a day on screens pre-pandemic and that was a study done and released and, and what's the age group uh under 18 so 12 okay. to 18 years old so i have kids i have uh, a junior a freshman and a fourth grader and i battle that as a parent as someone who's an outdoor professional i have to battle my kids to get them away from it and and it is it's it's a battle and my son, thankfully, he's really embraced what we're doing. He's part of our program. Him and I actually went to Dolly Sods in July, uh, got some wild blueberries, saw some bear scat, the beaver dam. I mean, it was amazing. And he just really engaged with it. And he really thrived. I mean, he was starting the fires. He was setting up his stuff. And he's 14 years old. And it's just really cool because I see him every day. I get to see his habits and his tendencies. And as Jeremiah was mentioning, I've only been subbing literally. Today was my second day substituting. And I told my wife when I got home, I said, I really feel for the full-time teachers. 
because of everything that they're up against. And there's such a shortage in teachers. So this is kind of a plug. This is a PSA. If you have a bachelor's degree, depending on what your state's recommend or regulations or requirements are, go help out if, you have, if you're able to. You know, go help these yeah. teachers. And, and I know, depending on how you feel about teachers, I mean, I know that's who changed my life with some teachers in school. And so we need it. And, and it's, it's, if anything, just to give it a little influence. I mean, I, I, I took advantage of my time with these kids the last couple of times and I plugged Trailblazing Hope Outdoors and I had kids raising their hand knowing, how do I sign up? And there's That's something cool. inside of these young people that they know they need that. Because I'm a kid from the 80s. I was born in 81 and I was, you know, proverbial or, you know, cliche, come home with the lights come on, you know, or, you know, ride your bike you didn't have to tell your parents where you're going. It's different times. Uh, But these kids don't experience that anymore. I mean, if they go a block away, parents are freaking out. And so there's got to be a place for kids to return to the wilderness, to the wild. And and hopefully we're able to do that. It's therapy. I mean, it really is. Uh, Kate, the great posted on here. She lost her husband three months ago. Mm. Uh, They were supposed to take their two-year-old son on his first camping trip just a week after he passed. And now the two of them are going every weekend. Oh, so you know, that's, yeah, that's a really cool story just about what the being out in the outdoors can do for you. Yeah. You know, uh, all things outdoors says you can, you can see kids change for the better when they get outside and away from technology. I mean, this is, this is true. And, uh, says here is, uh, I manage communications and multimedia and I'm not on my phone that much each day. It's good for kids to be in the woods. I sure. 100% agree with all of those statements. Uh, I know when I was a kid, we lived in a subdivision, but it was backed up to some woods and we would build forts and we'd go explore. And then on the other side were two ponds that were stocked with like uh, crappie and catfish and bluegill. And we would just fish all day. You know, we, we did this stuff growing. This is what we grew up with. You know, we just, we grew up in a time where we didn't have the cell phones and, uh, our gaming systems were the original Nintendo. Yeah. You know, like the original yes. Nintendo. Mario, the original. OG. Yes. Not Super Mario. No. Mario. Mario. <laughs> stupid dog from Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, that was it's, it's just a different time. And it's like you said, I mean, kids, it's not natural for kids to go in the woods. You know, right. it's not natural for them to be out there. And so, you're teaching them something that is so countercultural to what they're growing up to. Have you found that some kids just kind of look at you like you're a crazy person when uh, you oh. bring this stuff up? Yeah. So up when we first started, we didn't have a vetting process for the kids. It was really in the height of pandemic. It was you know October of 19. So as we were getting into the cold and flu season, uh, we put out a blanket, uh, you know, ask to the local school district and they went ahead and just mass text and mass emailed all the parents from the high school and and two middle schools. And we had 60 spots available. We had 55 filled within three to four days. And when the kids showed up, you could tell the kids who were ready to be there and kids who, who mom and dad signed them up. And, you know, since then we've, we've kind of, you know, changed some things up and and created a a way for the kids to really buy in by doing their own type of application. But I had a brother and sister, uh, a pair or a sibling, they came into program in the spring and they looked at me and they said, we don't want to be here. And they were that way the whole time. And so me, I could have been, I could have taken it personal and I could have been offended because of this, you know, ninth grader and eighth grader that don't want to be there, but I can't, I can't be like that. So I had to find ways to really engage them. Uh, and, and by the end, they, they kind of warmed up to it, but 
it was still definitely there's kids that are just majority of the time. What do you like to do? Video games. What do you like to do? Watch TV. And there's really hardly any response that I've ever had that says, I like to ride my bike. I like to go, you know, wait, in, uh, wait in the Creek or, or play outside. It's, it's, it's crazy and it's sad, but it's also an opportunity. And so it's, it's, I'm able to look at it that way, but definitely kids that are there. The, the really cool thing is I had uh, two brothers that are in this program currently and they showed up and they had that just stoic look on their face. Like, I don't want to be here and roll their eyes when you talk to them. But when they left the first week, their mom yelled from across the parking lot, hey, they said it was better than they thought it was going to be. And it was just so rewarding. And they've been back and they've been engaging and they're loving it. And so that's the rewarding element, too, as an outdoor professional and, and youth educator that you get to see that. You get to see that, that switch and that flip, go, that switch go off uh, in, their, in their minds and their eyes. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, that's pretty awesome, man. I. I'm with you on that. I, I worked with youth for 12 years and uh, it was one of those things when you get the, when you, when they, when they got it, it didn't matter what it was, but when they got it, it was like, they were excited, but you were even more excited than they were. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I've been working on this, this whole time trying to get you to understand this. And now you're getting it. I'm sure, I'm sure the Jeremiah gets it like with being a high school educator when he's teaching math. And finally a kid gets this equation figured out and, and they got it. Here you go. Leonidas poop. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I we said it. Love to wonder. Love to wonder. We talk. We talk about it. Leave no trace. Principle number three: dispose of your waste properly. And we talk about it. And that's my one of my favorite lessons to teach is pooping in the woods. And so these kids, they have to confront with it because they're making the fart noises, right? They're making the poop <laughs> jokes. And so when we start talking about pooping and peeing in the woods, they get all embarrassed and stuff. But then they engage with it, and we teach them how to dig cat holes. We teach them how to do it because everyone's got to do the do. I mean, it's it's true. So there you go, Leonidas. There's some poop talk for you. Have you had any horror stories with the kids and them having to poop in the woods? Uh, no, we haven't. Um, I tell them unabashedly how much of a favorite activity is for me when I'm camping and backpacking that that I get to do it, and I'm, it's it's a ritual for me, you know, and. I get to enjoy it and as a part of my camping backpacking experience. And so, but no, I've not had anyone say, I mean, there's these questions and there's these confused looks on their face when they're like, so what happens if you have to go and there's no toilet? I said, you got to make a toilet, man. You got to. So, but no, I've not had anyone say that they lost control outside. Just wait, man. I'm sure in your years to come with trailblazing up outdoors, you're going to have some kids with some horse. I've heard of like, um, like boy scouts. They'll try to hold it for like a three day trip because they don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want to poop in the woods, but I oh, was, we got some great comments. Are you seeing the comments that are coming in right now? I, I, there's yeah. a lot. It's hard to read them all. The trowel is not to be used as a putter. <laughs> uh, teach that trowel, Jonathan. We do teach that trowel six inch, six, to eight inches. Yep. <laughs> I fought my dad tooth and nail when he tried to get me to go outdoors as a teen. Now I wish I had that time back. Good on you and your organization. Oh gosh. Do you not use the black and white kitty to wipe with nor use leaves of three. (laughs) Leave (laughs) the three, let it be. Leave the three, (laughs) let it be. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So Jonathan, whenever I think, you know, of starting something like a nonprofit and especially if you're going to pursue that full time, that is so scary to me because I don't know if it's just 
how I was raised or my life experiences, but there is a, I have a big issue with like, especially financial security. But if I was starting a nonprofit, I'm, I'm curious of what your take is. What are the hardest aspects of it? Is it finding kids to engage with? Is it just being okay with, Hey, I don't have a nine to five and I know I'm getting that paycheck or is it, you know, going to speak at places? What, what are the hardest things about the whole journey as a whole? Uh, wow. Um, I would say probably a little bit of all that, but definitely with the kids, that's not the hard part. Getting the kids, you know, my wife sat me down, uh, the first week or the first week of the first program last, last fall. And we had the high school, we, we've different, we've changed it up so much since then, but, uh, we had it partitioned high school, then middle school. And we had, uh, 12 to 15 high schoolers signed up and, you know, seven showed up and I was just like, what is happening here? And my wife looks at me and she said, the right kids will be there in every single program. The right kids have been there. And it's been amazing. Uh, the financial element, um, I'm a type A personality. I did the books. At, actually, when I was in the military, I handled travel budget. When I was at the church, I managed, you know, the finances. Uh, and in our own home, you know, my wife and I worked together on the finances, but there was a season where I was just doing all the time. And so, yeah, that can definitely be a stress. Uh, this has definitely been the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but the most rewarding. So it really kind of numbs that difficulty, if that makes sense. Or numbs not the best word. It, it kind of just it takes the ampli- it amplifies it less, or you know, deamplifies that that stress of of the anxiety and stuff. But man, things have happened, and and we really haven't hit a door. We haven't hit a roadblock. Doors are opening. And to me, in my life experience, in my forty years of life, those that's just an indicator you're going in the right direction, right? It uh, doesn't mean you're going to have a hiccup here or there. It's how you overcome that or how you respond to it. But for me, I mean, just the, the reaction, the response by parents, by uh, outdoor companies, by retailers, by local park districts, by schools, by uh, all these different people that are just so responsive to it is, is really hope, open the way. And even though I'm not receiving that paycheck, it wasn't for the paycheck to begin with. Uh, it is rewarding. I know that sounds so cliche. Oh, I just, nature's my reward. I mean, but nature doesn't pay the bills. Let's be honest. Right. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that I know that stuff's going to come, but seeing these kids lives change and, and just being a part of, of their growth and their, uh, you know, self-identity and, and being able to kind of figure out who they are in the context of the outdoors. I mean, that's so rewarding, but man, things are happening. I, I, I've been, I've been taking care of my whole life. And this last year, as crazy as it's been, I'm being taken care of. My family and I are being taken care of and uh, it just continues to happen. And that's what's happening. I mean, we've been, we've received grants. We've got corporate sponsors starting to come in. We have banks calling me out of nowhere saying we want to give to you want to donate to you. And so I'm at the point right now where I just kind of have to sit back, which I'm not going to, but people are coming to us to volunteer, to support us financially, to support us with other, you know, in-kind donations. And so it's really cool to see it and it's growing. Um, and it's little by little. So now I know like, <clears throat> sorry, when, when you're working in organizations like that, it, it takes a lot of volunteer work outside of yourself to really make it really work. Um, I know from the stuff that I've done in the past, uh, I'm always the most passionate about what I'm doing and trying to get other people to buy into that passion so that they are as excited about volunteering and doing this thing for free 
as I am can be really, really, really hard. What is it that you do to get people to just buy in to what you're doing, to get them to really see the vision for what you have, for what's going on, and and then help you see that vision out through these kids? Um, it's not pretending to be the smartest guy in the room, because uh, I know I'm not. <laughs> it is valuing and incentivizing my volunteers, celebrating my volunteers, supporting my volunteers, not getting mad or frustrated when they don't do or you know don't act the way I want them to. Um, the one thing that I learned about in my transition from the military into ministry is you can't order a volunteer around. I learned that super quick. And that was one of the most frustrating yeah. things of being a military and then transitioning into ministry. Um, volunteers, doesn't matter what kind of organization, have the most power. And I thankfully have been able to cast vision for this organization. The kids have been able to really kind of solidify that and manifest what the vision is. And so I have a stellar group of volunteers. I have teachers, I have active duty military, I have parents, uh, I just have, I have college students. And it's been great, it's been phenomenal. And I really haven't had any major leadership issues with that. And once again, I will be the first to say, I am continually learning as a leader. I've had leadership opportunities for the last 25 years, but doesn't mean I've arrived, doesn't mean I'm there. And so it's empowering your leaders. It's this, this model of uh, I watch or I do, you watch to the point where then they can do and I watch to the point that I can be away and they can do. And that's the goal is, is building them up. It's giving them opportunities to fail. It's going against maybe what my, uh, you know, the skin would say, get all crawly because I'm getting all nervous because they're going to screw up what I, the lesson I created. It's, it's having the trust in my volunteers to let them fail, fail forward. And, and that's proven to be very successful. Um, and so, like I said, my volunteers are stellar. Uh, I love them incredibly and I'm forming for, uh, friendships with them and a community that we've created. So we've got about 10 to 15 amazing human beings that have caught the vision, know what the vision is, and they're pushing the vision forward. And I'm just so thankful for it. That's awesome. And I talk, and I talk a lot too. So I have to, I'm getting better at not talking as much. So I'm even aware of that as we're talking, we're talking right now, but it's giving them opportunities that I don't have to talk as much. Well, we don't have to wonder whether or not you care about what you're talking about. So that that's good. I mean, that like, honestly, like it's obvious that you're passionate about this. This is not some like little like hobby that you're doing. This is something that matters to you. Yes, very much so. Didn't you say earlier that um, you all don't only do backpacking, you also do other outdoor activities? Did you say that? Yeah, so our programming is broken up into two areas. There's the education element and then there's the recreation element. The education is the outdoor program. It's uh, uppercase O, uppercase P, outdoor program. And they have different themes. They're thematic. So we have four of those programs that happen throughout the year. Uh, the recreation opportunities are called adventure experiences, uppercase A, uppercase E. And it's where we partner with local organizations, like I mentioned, Wright State University. Uh, they have an outdoor climbing tower. They also have an indoor rock wall. It's a 24, 26 uh, foot indoor rock wall. They have a 14 foot bouldering wall and we partner with them and they invite us in and we were able to do that stuff. We've partnered with a local orienteering club. Miami Valley Orienteering Club, and they've, they've put on some events for us. And uh, our first time out, we actually won one of their courses. And so we have a trophy, and it's pretty stinking cool to have that. Uh, we're doing mountain biking. We're doing ice skating with local Metro Parks and the outdoor ice skating rink. 
uh, we're doing uh, kayaking with a local out- kayak outfitter. And they've been so gracious. All these organizations have been so gracious in seeing the vision and really getting behind us and donating either in kind or financially or just really kind of eating the cost of what we're doing. Uh, we're really excited about October because uh, we have a local mountain bike park, like I mentioned. And so for two weekends in October, we're going to be doing that. And then there's an indoor bike park in downtown Dayton, in Dayton, Ohio, that they're going to be inviting us in. And we get to come in before the park even opens and get the run of the whole, it's an old warehouse. Yeah. And there's two floors of this bike track, bike park, and they're yeah. inviting us in and we can do it. So we've got a lot of cool things. And when I tell these kids what we're doing, like their eyes just get huge because they're like what i can do that i'm like heck yeah you can do that let's do it let's go you got got some people commenting on here real quick uh uh everyday backpacker sounds like an amazing program jonathan in 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 an area that really needs it i grew up in that area and then this is a great question and i'd love to hear what is the geographical scope of this organization um, sounds like the kind of thing I'd like to volunteer with. Is this something that you're hoping to move out of Dayton and kind of start moving it more nationally, or are you just trying to stay in the area you are right now? If Trailblazing Hope Outdoors is in the same conversation as Outward Bound and Knowles, I'm all for it. Um, our goal is to focus right now on our area. Um, we had to pivot because of COVID. We couldn't be in the original uh, operating area because of the, the county that it was in was very had a lot of cases and they had a lot of restrictions. And so it made sense to work in our backyard, which is Beaver Creek, Ohio. And that's where my kids go to school. Um, so we do work in the Miami Valley. Uh, it's, it's consist of several counties here in, in Southwest Ohio. There is an organization down in Cincinnati that we've kind of been looking at as a model. They've been around for about 10 years and they're doing some incredible things with kids in the Cincinnati area. And they're kind of a, like I said, someone to aspire to be, but we're different than them. We, we, we look at them and we say, what can we do that they're doing, but what can we do that's us and unique and is our DNA? I would love to be nationally, but I want to be nationally when we can do it with excellence and we can do it uh, with uh, the same amount of passion that hopefully you're hearing in my voice. Uh, so yeah, right now we're in, in Montgomery County and Greene County, uh, Ohio, um, and, and that's kind of where we're at. We're only like, we're not even a year old of operating, but we've served a, a, a tremendous amount of kids and we, we desire to serve so many more. So our goal is to expand. Uh, that's where we're at right now. Oh, you grew up in Beaver Creek, everyday backpacker. Sorry. I'm reading the comments before you post them. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, so that's where I'm at right now. And, and uh, it's a phenomenal community. So the, ahead, the partners that you're doing that stuff, Oh, <laughs> the partners that you're doing, um, you're doing these different, um, OPs and OAs with, is that what enables you to be able to supply the kids with the gear that they need, or do they have to bring stuff on their own? Like I know, uh, we had Bryce Burton on not too long ago and he does the Kentucky outdoor adventure project here. Uh, around awesome. Yeah. So you got to talk to him a little bit, um, after we had talked and that was like, that's one of his main things is being able to supply people kind of with a gear closet, but his is similar to what you're doing, but different. Those, those partners and sponsors is that's what, is that what enables you to be able to provide the gear and that kind of stuff or they have to bring their own. Yeah. So our goal is to do no cost, low cost, and to be able to put everything that the kids need in their hands. Um, 
once again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert at everything. I know how to put a backpack on my back and put one foot in front of the other. I'm, I'm really good at that. I've been doing that for a while. When it comes to some of these other things that require skills like kayaking, uh, you know, we, we want to trust the experts or, or, or if anything, we want to trust those that have good quality gear. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put a kid in a boat that has duct tape on the side because, you know, we're asking for trouble with that one. But when it is comes it duct, to is the, it duct tape or is it Gorilla tape? Because if it's Gorilla tape, I might trust it. It's duct tape, um, okay, not yeah, duct tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Gorilla, yeah, for sure. Trust the Gorilla tape. Trust the Gorilla tape. Every tape. Sure. Yeah, but like Wright State University, you know, they have the belayers that are qualified. Um, they have the kayakers that have, are ACA level one certified. So it's one of those things that in two years, one year, five years, ten, I mean, however many years, would I like to have all those personnel on my staff that are all those? Oh, heck yeah, I would love to be able to do that. But it's working smarter, not harder. And I think that's that's the key with that is it's looking at who believes in you and who you can who you can work and walk alongside of. And yeah, so that's that's what it is. It's it's being able to. So, for example, the mountain bikes We're Five Rivers Metro Parks. They do bike rentals and they're going to be providing us with the bikes. Same thing with Mike's bike park. Uh, they're going to be providing the bikes. Uh, if kids have the bikes, they can do it. Uh, we have this one kid. He is awesome. His name is Ben. And his dad is an adventurer and he works, I think as he either a merchant marine, no, he works for a tugboat company. So he's all over the world and he takes his kid. Uh Oh, you can hear me still. I think my video is kind of messed up. There we go. Um, He takes his son everywhere and he takes him down to red river gorge. And this guy, he's probably four, two, the kid, his name's Caden. And he has his own harness and he goes climbing. And he, he, he can do all that stuff and he brought it with him. And so we give the opportunity for the kids to bring their own stuff. But for the most part, we want these kids to not have to stress that stuff at all. Well, right now there's somebody waiting to get in here right now who uh, he's actually the reason that you met Jeremiah in the first place. So uh, mm, let's, welcome to the, let's welcome to the live stream tonight for the first time on the live stream. Mr. Outland himself, Lance. Hey, how are you, man? Hey, guys, what's going on? Oh, you know, just hanging out, talking about Dayton, Ohio. You don't know anything about that, do you? Not a thing. <laughs> Lance, are you in your uh, new YouTube studio? Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's so legit. I'm so jealous. I got this plain wall behind me. Lance, Lance has the full deck out. I know, man. I got like a garage, and I just light it up weird to make it look fancier than it actually is. <laughs> it's just my basement, so it's nothing special. Yeah. I'm in my nice, basement, man. So, so Lance is actually one of my board members, and one of my volunteers, and one of my graphic designers. <laughs> look out, man! I have a big yeah. stake in uh, Trailblazing Hope. He does. He does. He has single-handedly connected us with several individuals a local coffee roaster we're going to be getting our own coffee blend i didn't do it lance is the one making the connection so this guy watch out watch out and lance you don't talk about this stuff how are we just now finding out about this man like (laughs) like let me ask you this how did you get how did you guys get connected lance um well actually i met jonathan at uh it was called the out uh, was it the adventure experience it's put on by our uh five rivers metro parks it's a it's not every year. It's like every other year. It's a big conference that they have. And Jonathan was speaking. He was doing a presentation on the Triple Crown Trail, which kicked my tail. And uh, I was so I was really impressed by his whole presentation. And I just went up to him afterwards and started chatting. And uh, 
and we just kind of became friends. We hit it off. We have a lot of the same interests, same likes, same. We went to the same high school. We have a lot of uh, a lot of things in common. So, wow, that's pretty Dude, cool. That was I. I don't know if you had heard earlier, but uh, we were talking about Jonathan getting out with you at that tran- uh, that trip to land between the lakes. Oh yeah, <laughs> with all of us. How can you, in good conscience? <laughs> subject him to torture for <laughs> I, I just figured I'd throw him in feet first. Just that was right a test. Fire. I think I was head first. I was just waiting for Jonathan to be like, dude, I'm out of here. See ya. I'm, I'm well, with, with reckless, with reckless getting in my face with his phone, just shooting video. Oh. I mean, he was such a good sport, but I mean, I've met guys like reckless when I was in the military and they're 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 great they're great they just love living life on the edge and he just he did he's just like hey so you're new i don't care uh you know training wheels are off let's do this and he did and it was great but i think that was lance's test to see if i would actually uh uh mount up to be to me again yeah (laughs) i just love i love for the record that he's calling him reckless instead of restless it's restless Actually, I like Reckless better. That's way more descriptive. There you go. I was going to say, that might be a better name. He may need to change it now. That's probably why. I just, it, I probably knew it as Restless and just, he lived recklessly. So, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I got to say, Jeremy from All Things Outdoors, we, we showed some of his comments. Oh, he's still in here. Yeah. Look at this. He just said that was a true survival situation. Jeremy, yeah. you are so correct. Jeremy provided <laughs> some of the best. What's he call them? Jeremy, you'll have to comment. It's some kind of sloppy Joe hot dog, like chili dog thing. That was incredible. Oh, yes. That oh. was awesome. So, that was also when we were introduced to the poop hammock. Thank you, Jeremiah. So oh. I'm bringing up poop again because the poop hammock. We, we've talked about that. It's legendary, the poop hammock. Well, you know, we just had in the fake news the new Helinox chair number two. <laughs> that has the uh, that has the hole for that, you know. So, uh, you guys are looking for oh, a man. great way to uh, do the do without uh, having to get up from your chair. Yeah, that'll work. Get yourself one of those. I don't know how how could you engineer that in a way where you could actually have a backpacking poop chair. That's why it's a fake news, man. Ask Todd. <laughs> Ask Todd. He's doing some good work with the making some stuff. He might be able to fabricate something for There's you. There's right there. Todd. Chili dogs, man. He's making uh, hammocks out of monolite. Atod. Todd chili dogs. Yeah, that's right. He's, he showed me the hammock. I actually went on this like fishing kayak trip. Um, <laughs> sorry did you read this real quick what, <laughs> what's nitus sloppy joe hot dog and a pbr sounds like a cat ditch instead of a cat hole <laughs> <laughs> it's one dig you get one stroke <laughs> now that's yeah. funny i don't care who you are those atod chili dogs they will put a hurting on you the next day if you, if you eat too much i think i had I heard stories about that i was dipping doritos so i went on this trip just the other weekend me Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. A Todd, World According to Goat, and uh, Restless and Timmy. I think that's everybody. There were seven of us. Anyway, uh, A Todd brought some more of those chili dogs. They were delicious. And they were so delicious, I didn't even have time to break out the poop hammock. I mean, it was <laughs> it was direct go. Dig the cat. <laughs> it was, it I was wow. like liquid plumber. <laughs> I, was thinking, I think what got me. 
It's delicious, Jeremy. It's delicious. I think what got me as I was dipping Doritos, I was just scooping directly out of the, like the. Oh, that sounds good. What are they? Is it a Dutch oven? Is that what the cook thing? The cook thing is you can bury with coals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. what he cooked it in. Sparky, that's who I forgot. Sparky hey, our is from uh, our buddy from Hilltop Packs. Ben McMillan is in. Sub ladies. It's nice to see you, Ben. Yeah, it's I was nice taking Doritos and scooping. Oh, you know what would be even better is if you get the Frito scoops. You know what I'm talking about? The real thick They're ones. They're out. That's oh. a demand supply issue right now. We tried oh, finding no. it for chili this week. What? what? The, the scoops, the Frito scoops are a, a victim of the supply issue. Right All right, people. Well, we're going to put out an all-points bulletin for every viewer tonight. If you get your hands on bags of scoops, we are going to give you the e- the website address for <laughs> trailblazing hope and you can send them frito scoops so they can do chili with these kids this is <laughs> important stuff okay there we go well, i heard the uh, i heard the tp supply is uh being limited again too costco oh, is limiting man. tp purchasing so good thing we have all those lnt skills for pooping them oh yeah. man everybody get a bidet get you a backcountry bidet and start using it at home <laughs> that's all i gotta say Hey, look at this. Actually, it's good to see an all-beard podcast again. Yes. Hey. Here we go. What were you going to say, Jonathan? Uh, I've, I actually used you as an example uh, during one of our courses for uh, oh. you know, Leave No Trace about your, your poop hammock. So I know we keep going back to so I don't know why, but it, it is entertaining. <laughs> the kids love it. And you're ingenious. ingenious ingenuity. Yes. Creative. I will give a plug here. Theporterprivy.com. If you want to buy one, you can get one at theporterprivy.com. This is not sponsored. This episode is not sponsored by anybody, actually. But if they would like to sponsor the videos, we would more than be willing to take their money. So, (laughs) Porter Privy, just saying. Got a lot of kids that need to go to the bathroom in the woods. Everybody poops. There's a book about it. Everybody poops. There's a book about it. I do want to say, though, that that Jeremiah or uh, Jeremiah Jonathan, uh, you know, put all of us, all of his volunteers went through a a leave no trace course and it was a weekend course and it was awesome. Now, Lance, you're leave no trace certified, though, aren't you? Well, this course kind of certified all of us as trainers. Um, Okay, is this what you were posting about a few weeks ago on on social? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it. I'm interested in. My, here's my biggest issue with Leave No Trace. I feel like sponsored by Gonex. <laughs> You're funny, Jeff. <laughs> You're funny. I still get Gonex comments all the time on YouTube. Oh, man. So here's here's my biggest deal with Leave No Trace. I feel like a lot of people abuse it to virtue signal. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That yeah, annoys, me. It annoys me so bad. But I, there's a... You know, you also have to have a line where you're like, well, we have to establish leave no trace. It's not, I mean, it has to be taught. So Lance, I am curious about how that workshop or or whatever the training is works. Well, it was a weekend course, so it was an overnight. And basically they taught us the seven principles. So Jonathan did one of them, but they teach us, they taught us as they would, you know, as we would be teaching kids. So they taught us through hand signals and, uh, you know, we learned all the seven principles. And then once we learned all the seven principles, then we had to go back the next day and reteach those as we had to create a curriculum and we each had to do a, a, a principle. We had the right amount of people. So we each did a principle 
And uh, it was a little stressful because it was like, oh man, I got to come up with this and I got to make it like make sense. And, and, but I'll tell you, I learned, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about LNT that I never realized. You know, I thought, I always thought it was just more of, you know, don't leave trash. Don't, you know, don't do this. Don't, but there's so much to it. And you can, you know, you can go really crazy with it or you can kind of <laughs> go the other way. You can, you know, you can choose. It's uh, trying to think, Jonathan, what Aaron kept saying. It's, it's a guidelines. It's not necessarily rules. Um, you know, some things are, are definitely, you know, you don't, you don't want to litter, right. Or you don't want to leave an unattended fire, but you know, there's other things that are like, man, really? That's a, that's an LNT principle. I, I never thought of that. Well, I, well, think, I, I think two people need to realize like there, there are no laws saying you have to do LNT. That's not sure. You're not going to get fined. You're not going to get arrested if you don't leave no trace, but that's not the point of it. It's, this is, this is kind of like basic manners. You know, this yeah. is, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go out into the woods, know how to treat the woods. That's what this yeah. is about. Yeah. And I think that's why it can get frustrating when it's used in, in the virtue signaling end of, of taking it to the point of really going overboard with it, which can happen quite a bit. And so it's good to see that you guys are doing this in a healthy way. Um, Lance, really I want to ask into you something. The... I want to ask you something real quick, Lance, because this is, because uh, we're starting to get closer to that hour and I want to make sure I ask you this. You're you're volunteering right now with Jonathan, and you're you seem to really be enjoying it. What is it as a volunteer that gets you so excited about trailblazing hope? Like I know why Jonathan's excited. This is vision. This is kind of the thing he's been putting in place. And what is it for you as a volunteer that makes you go, "I have to be a part of this"? Well, Jonathan really sold it to me. <laughs> um, it, it's a great program. It's just when I, you know, when I went out there and volunteered with the kids and I saw how excited they were about to be outside, you know, it took them a little while sometimes to warm up. But once they, you know, get out there and, you know, they're not on any electronics and things, you know, I have, you guys know, I have twin boys that are 12 and I have a hard time getting those two outside. And we've done program, you know, I've tried programs when they were smaller. We did scouts for a few years didn't they didn't like that so we stopped doing that um but i feel like trailblazing hope is different in that it's a lot more engaging it's a lot more fun uh just i think the kids really see it as more of a something they want to be a part of as opposed to being forced to be a part of uh so i i just i enjoy i enjoy it i just love this and and doing different things you know kayaking uh rock climbing uh, you know hiking of course it's a lot of diversity there. So it's pretty cool. How's that make you feel, Jonathan, hearing that? Uh, that I'm an effective communicator, that I can cast vision, that it's a program that's bigger than any one person, uh, that it's something that is hopefully reproducible, uh, repeatable. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I have people like Lance where, uh, you know, it, I've seen him come out of his shell as an adult to do it because he did teach at leave no trace trainer course but then he taught at our outdoor program and he taught camping gear and you see the passion that he has uh, for those who have seen his channel and watch it and 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 know him maybe personally or just from through youtube you're able to see it you're, you're able to see kind of like the genesis of who lance is in the outdoors and when you put a purpose behind it more than just oh it's a hobby i like to make videos of the outdoors and i'm decent at it you know it's it it was amazing and it, it checks the box for me as a leader as a volunteer manager and uh you know yeah it feels really good to hear someone like lance say that uh just because i've come to know him really well and, and count him as a friend so it's yeah. really cool 
Because I'm, I am, I'm pretty introverted, and it's one thing to just sit in front of a camera, and I can talk all day to a camera, but when you're in front of live human beings, it's totally different. And I've taught, at, you know, I've, I've done adjunct teaching at a college level and stuff, but um, you know, when you're teaching kids, it's there's something about it, man. It's like, it's like they're all staring at you, and they're on your, you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, they'll tell you something's wrong with they'll, you. They'll tell you sure. when you're stupid. They'll tell you, be like, yeah. what are you talking about, man. Dude, so, yeah. my students it's... live to tell me when I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they, live, they live for it, you know? It's like you can see oh, there's pleasure in their eyes that I've made a mistake. There's so yeah. much joy. 100%. So much joy. Um, Jeremiah, speaking of you teaching, uh, Ben McMillan said maybe you should go do a live demo of the bidet for the kids and show them how <laughs> <laughs> And then what was the comment? Now, there was somebody comment on that and said, uh, those poor kids would never go into the woods again. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I should, uh, maybe I should take it to school and uh, if the kids make a mistake, mistake, squirt them in the eye or something. But, oh, there you oh, go. Man. <laughs> pink eye. You get pink eye. You get pink eye. You're like the Oprah of pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the worst. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm never using that bidet. I'm never doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the bidet is awesome, man. Our, our rushing. I don't trust myself to use it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it'd be all over the place. I started. Yeah, yeah. That's how pink I started. Bid. <laughs> I for the world. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh look who's on here right now, man! Outdoor oh. adventures. Rick, oh man. Hey, Come on, Thanks, Lance. Man. Try it. <laughs> Come on, Lance. Come try on. it. Join the club. Yeah. I want to say, if uh, frozen peer pressures me, maybe I will. You, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all fun and games, so you get pink eye, and then it's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say, uh, real quick, uh, Ruben actually ran into Ruben at uh, Red River Gorge this weekend. And cool. got to hang out and hike with him for at least a few minutes and talk. And uh, shout out to you, Ruben. Thanks for uh, sending me that pic that we took on, uh, sending me the pic through uh, Instagram that we took out there. Uh, awesome. It's always awesome. John, you know, Lance, you know, uh, Jonathan, you may one day know bumping into people that, uh, you know, have, have watched your channel it is it's so unique and you know, you're just so thankful that you have people yeah. out there like our audience now that uh, engages with us and supports us. Yeah. And I saw that picture, uh, you and Ruben, uh, you posted that on your Instagram, didn't you? Yeah. It's so cool, man. It's so cool. That's awesome. Well, That's awesome. well it's, it is cool. Cause, uh, cause I can somewhat relate. We're starting to, to, to grow from the standpoint that I'll have people say, Hey, I saw your shirt or I had someone who who's a friend of mine say, Hey, I was wearing your, one of your tech shirts at a, my kid's soccer game. And a parent came up and said, Hey, my son is in your program in that program. And so we're starting to actually have that. And that is where it's kind of like, Whoa, you know, I wear this hoodie. I mean, you know, the kids think champions cool now. Like when I was a kid, it was not, but we went and got champion hoodies and they're super comfortable, but I wear it around a lot. And I'm starting to get recognition, not me. The organization is getting recognition. And that's, that is, you're right, Jeremiah. You know, you have people come up to you that you don't ever know. You won't 
you know, other than maybe meeting them. So it's cool. Well, and what I want to say about Trailblazing Hope is it's filling a hole that this area is needed for a very long time, I feel. Um, you know, we have a, a hiking group here in, in town that's it's, it's mainly geared towards older folks, I'll say it. And, uh, you know, we needed something that, to get kids engaged in the outdoors, uh, something other than scout troops and the typical stuff that people think of. You know, it's something that's uh, dedicated to the outdoors because we have a, a really awesome opportunity here in Dayton. We've got we, we have some awesome trails. We have awesome waterways, mountain bike trails. We've got cool stuff. People don't think of the outdoors when they think of Dayton, but we legit do have some very cool stuff here. That's really cool. Yeah, frozen. Frozen wanted to say, John, just want to thank you for all you do, man. And I, I want to, I want to say that too, man. I really appreciate what you're doing because, honestly, man, like we need more kids getting outside and getting off their phones, and getting off. Of, I mean, there's nothing wrong with video games. Everybody likes video games. That's fine. But when that's all we do and we're not getting outside, there's something to be said for that. So, real quick, man, um, why don't you give everybody ways they can look you up and uh, find out about what you're doing? Cause I'm sure there's going to be more questions and people may want to contact you. I'm going to throw your Instagram up here on the bottom real quick while you're talking. Uh, but go ahead and share kind of how people can find you. Yeah, they can uh, check us out there. The Instagram trailblazing hope outdoors. We're, we're trying to do more brand recognition marketing there. Uh, Facebook it's facebook.com slash trailblazing hope outdoors. That's where we do a lot of our engagement. Uh, we, we post things about what's happening here in the area. We put, we post things that are happening in, in uh, you know, globally or in even just nationally from an outdoor standpoint. Uh, but then trailblazinghope.com is our website and you can find out uh, more about if you're local, you can volunteer. If you, you feel in, in, inside who you are to, to support us financially or in-kind donations, there's ways we're, we're looking to uh, get some transportation for kids who, who their parents just can't get them from point A to, point a to B. So we're raising money for that. Uh, everything is free. We were doing low cost and where we were charging a registration fee here and there, but we're going to try this whole no cost thing out. And some people might call me crazy, um, but there's a lot of other people that are believing in us and they're supporting us that way. But we know we could always do more. And um, the stuff that these kids get, they're not just like, you know, a throwaway piece of paper here or there. They're getting, you know, Osprey day packs. They're getting uh, water bottles. They're getting hoodies. They're getting hats. Uh, and this stuff is all free and we're giving them just really cool stuff. And, and, it, and we have to pay for it. We have to support it, but we believe in it so much that we want to do it. So we're taking that kind of that step of faith. Uh, so yeah, trailblazinghope.com. Uh, and, and those are kind of the areas where you can reach out to us. And if you have questions, you, know, you can email us at info at trailblazinghope.com. And uh, that comes right, right to me. And we can get you more information about just how you can follow along. If you can go like us on Facebook, we're trying to get to a thousand likes. So those that are in social media, you know, thousands, the magic number is when the algorithm kicks in and you start seeing more and more. So uh, check us out there and we would love for, for more support. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Th thank you so much for being on here, guys. Lance, we've been we've been talking about getting you on here for a long time. And <laughs> little did we know that you were actually on the board of Trailblazing Hope and a volunteer within it. This is just perfect. This has just been a perfect night. So appreciate you guys being on there. Jeremiah, you got anything else before uh, we let these guys uh, hang out? Uh, I just wanted to ask real quick this question that Lost Again with Jim asked. Um, specifically donations, monetary donations, where's the best way to do that, Jonathan? 
Yeah, so you can go, like I said, you go to trailblazinghope.com. There's a button, uh, just donate. You can donate one time. You can set up a monthly donation. We are 501c3. Uh, we are a legit tax-exempt organization. Uh, we want to make sure that we're doing everything legit in front of the curtain and behind the curtain. We want to make sure that our kids are safe. They're learning quality information and experiencing amazing opportunities. But we also want to make sure that people that are supporting us, that they're giving to a legit organization that is doing it the right way. Uh, we are taking our kids' safety into priority uh, or honoring our volunteers, incentivizing them, supporting them, but also our donors. We're also recognizing you. We have corporate sponsorships. Uh, if you are you own a business and you give a certain amount, you get recognized through our newsletter, through social media. Uh, if you give up on a higher echelon of tiers, we do trips. We want to take you out and get you some you know, cowboy camping, cowboy cooking opportunities. So it's all there on our website. Uh, just you can click under get involved. There's ways to do that, but donate uh, financially. If that's is that what you can do, that's we would love to be able to receive that. And just thank you for whatever amounts that any of you can give. So, yeah. That's well, awesome. Thank you guys both for, uh, for being on the show. That's all I have, John. All right. Well, guys, if you'll hang out in the green room for a little bit, we'll be chatting with you in just a few minutes. Uh, but thank you guys for being on here so much. Thank you, Lance, for jumping on. Sure. Uh, special last minute. I just kind of sent you a, a link. I was like, dude, get on here in about 30 minutes. And you're like, I'm on it. So thank you for getting on. I here, don't want to steal John's thunder here. Oh, no thunder being stolen, man. You guys are buddies. So this is all good. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get sure. with you guys in just a second. Dude, that was awesome, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Great stuff, dude. A lot of fun. And it, I don't care what you're passionate about it's always fun to talk to somebody that's passionate about something. It could be about the most mundane things, or it could be something that is very important, like having a culture shift with the children around and having them to actually get outside and experience some nature. And, you know, it brings a whole new perspective whenever you're a part of something like that. 100%. Here's a really cool story. Just kind of came up at the end there, but Ruben razor said, uh, Seriously, though, I met Steve Gobick, who was taking a zero from the ST. He's coming up on 10,000 miles. Uh, he took time out to help me carry a younger girl who popped her ankle while many others walked by. That's really cool. So he wanted to give Steve a shout out for taking time out of his hike. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's super. Uh, I'll tell you, there's there's some really uh, important stuff that that Jonathan talked about tonight. And I hope you guys take the time to get online and check out the website. Um, I'm actually going to pull it up real quick, if that's okay with you, Jeremiah, just to kind of show people what, uh, just to show them the website and everything, because I really feel like, uh, it's, it's something important we need to check out and, uh, let's see, is that it right there? There we go. Trailblazing Hope Outdoors. That's the website right there. Get on there. They've got opportunities, ways you can get involved. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, I'm sure Jonathan would be just horrified if people came on there and got involved with it you know, after watching this. So, uh, but get in there, get involved. Uh, it's really, it's really important that, uh, we're setting things up for the next generation of kids that are growing up, that we don't lose this love for outdoor spaces that we have right now. Yeah, absolutely. I was just looking up, um, who our next guest is for our next Monday's live stream. Oh yeah. We got, we've got international guests next week. Oh yeah, uh, we've got an what? international guest. We've got we've actually got two international guests coming up. We've got an audio only one that we're recording next Tuesday, but we'll keep that on the DL for now. 
but we are having Jesse Manti from Backcountry Forward coming on next week. He just got done doing the GDT up in Canada, and uh, he's going to share a little bit about his story from doing that, uh, which is a rough trail, man, but it is beautiful. Like, I don't know if you watched any of his videos or any of Justin Outdoors videos mm. from that. Man, it's it's beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and also you, you said uh, keep on the down low. Make sure you all also uh, check out the audio-only versions. Or I'd say that I'll post it on the YouTube channel, but um, I don't know if we're doing video for it or not yet. Yeah, well, he's gonna. He's, I talked to him today. We're gonna have some video cameras set up for Tuesday, so it's gonna awesome. be pretty sweet. It's gonna be pretty sweet. So we got some great guests coming up. Uh, Chicken Tramper Outdoors is coming up. Uh, we've got Nikki Rellin coming up. Kayla Percy. Uh, let's see who else is coming in here. Jeremiah, I who gotta say, I am so excited to talk to Nikki. For those of you who who haven't heard of her, she was in an accident. Um, Repelling, if I remember correctly, is either repelling or climbing and um, lost lost a leg. So she is yeah. uh, she's been hiking on the AT. Very impressive. Yeah. And Kayla Percy just got done finishing the AT with her daughter, who is seven years old. So can't imagine that, how you'd want to torture yourself that way. Uh, I can't wait to hear their story. I think it's going to be great. And go ahead now. And just mark your calendars for November 15th. That's all I'm going to say. Mark your calendars. It will be a momentous evening that Jeremiah may have trouble talking during. He's going to be so excited. Oh, so, okay. uh, it, it's it's going to be a good night. So just go ahead and mark your calendars. It's going to be a good night. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up, and we're excited. These live streams are a blast. Thank you to everybody who super chats and helps the channel out. Uh, that helps us to be able to continue to improve what we're doing as, as a podcast. And we just appreciate you guys so much. So thank you for doing that. Jeremiah, you got anything else before we log out of here? Yeah. And thank you for, uh, everybody that just continues to show up and support us and is here every week. Awesome. And if you're just listening, feel free to join us Monday nights at 8 PM Eastern standard time. We'll see you there. Absolutely. So for myself and Jeremiah, we will catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, adios. Folks.